It's often said that as we get older, we turn into our parents. And so as proof that I am my father's son, I have almost every instruction manual and warranty for everything I've bought over the last 20 years. And as proof, so it's easy to find, it's amazing what we're given instruction manuals for, right? Here's my air conditioner instruction book. This is for a clock radio, for a refrigerator, microwave, bicycle, I guess you really can forget how to use one, another clock radio, digital thermometer, we need those, watch, and my absolute favorite. A couple years ago, I bought a jump rope, and it came with instructions. <laughs> Our candidates came today, and they asked for something really special. They asked to be welcomed, not just welcomed by God, but welcomed into God's church. And we gave them something. They asked for welcome, and we gave them a cross. What we didn't give them was the instruction manual. And they're going to get that in a few minutes. They're right here. I won't touch them. But they're Bibles. But those are the instruction manuals for the cross. And if there was ever anything in our rich Catholic tradition that needs an instruction manual, it's that. Why would the cross be our welcome? Why would we give that in answer for the plea, please welcome me into the church. I want to come into full communion. Not so fast. You have to take this cross. And we use that language a lot. By now, we're so familiar with crosses in our faith. It's the first symbol we see. But to really think about that for a moment. Because aside from the nice thing we put around our necks, some people wear it as jewelry, it adorns every church. But ultimately, yes, it represents the death of Christ, but it represents something inside of us that needs to die if we ever want to walk this spiritual journey. And there's nothing scripted about that. There's nothing about that that someone's going to put on a gold chain and invite you to wear around your neck. It's every single time in our lives that we're faced with a difficult decision. And not just difficult in the sense that it might be hard to achieve, but difficult because it can be a source of fear or doubt or worry or shame at times. And in our humanity, in our pure humanity, there's something inside of us that says that cross is a brick wall. That cross is one of the walls that defines you. You are no greater than the lowest cross you were not able to overcome. And we can all point to those moments in our lives where we faced the fear or the doubt or the uncertainty and it was a brick wall and we didn't move beyond it. Sometimes we hold on to that with regret or shame. But ultimately for us as Christians, the cross is not what defines us. Now we know what it means for Jesus, but I'm inviting us to bring it down right here into our own hearts, around our own chests, as our candidates have them today. But how would any of us answer that question? What do you want from God's church? 
My suggestion to Father Trout is that we should slightly modify the welcomers when you come into Mass. What's your name? Okay, Mrs. Smith. And what do you want of God's church? See whether your answer is worthy on their little iPads. But what do we want of God's church? I mean, the scripted answer, and it's a true answer, and it's a good answer for us to be reminded, confirmation and the Eucharist, okay, fine, but what is it that you really want? How is that going to meet your deepest desire? Can you point to that thing that's on your mind or on your heart, and when you get up tomorrow, it's going to be there, and next Friday, it's going to be there, and as we go into the new year, that decision you have to make, that situation you've been holding on to? How is God's church going to meet the deep desire that as I face that situation, I'll do it with a sense of inner peace, I'll do it with a sense of wisdom? And that's where the cross comes in. Because for us as Christians, the cross is not a brick wall that defines us. The cross is a threshold. It's a threshold. It's something to move through. And there's something in our human nature that says, no, I don't want to go there. I want to go around it. I want to go under it. I want to go over it. There's got to be another way. We wouldn't be here 2,000 years later if, in fact, it really weren't a threshold. But the thing about it is you've got to be willing to go up to it, put your face right in front of it, and then take that baby step through it. And when I say the Bible is the instruction manual, I mean it. Not just because it describes what happened to Jesus. Yes, that's what makes it a threshold. But look at every character, every figure, every man, woman, and child. And you'll see in one way or another, they're facing crosses in their lives. And sometimes they do wonderfully, and sometimes they drop the ball, just like all of us. Think about the reading today as we invite all of us in this Advent season to think about repentance. Now, it's so easy if you're like me. Oh, I know that one. I know that gospel story. John's out there wearing his camel hair, eating his locusts. He says, come on out for repentance. But we're told that all of Jerusalem came out to see him. Now, these are real people. They're living real lives. If all of Jerusalem came out, there was some couple sitting there one day hey, John's out there again, he's been yelling. You know, everyone else is going, should we go see him? Why, why? He's just going to make us talk about our sins. I'll wait for Jesus, thank you very much. Think of what it took to get up and go out to John. Think of what it took to go out and really face, this is my cross. They wouldn't have used that language, of course. Maybe it's even better, though. They would have used the language of everyday life. And they'd go as a family, they'd go as a couple, they'd go with their friends. And they would allow themselves directly to take those baby steps. Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. This is where I need some healing. John, you called me out here. It's not the easiest place to be. And then they would see. And then they would discover. And then as a couple, as a group, They'd come back from John. Hey, what happened? How was it for you? I can't believe I said that. I I never told anyone that. These are real human beings. They had a real encounter. They thought about it. They built up their courage to go out there. They had the experience. They came back. They talked about it. And as I said, nobody would have paid any attention to Jesus 
if that basic dynamic with John were not effective. And so maybe as we're waiting here, celebrate the coming of our Lord, and in a wonderful way we're reminded by our candidates what every single one of us is facing in our hearts. What do you want the church to do for you? It's a wonderful opportunity as a little spiritual exercise in this second week of Advent to simply say, okay, what does the cross look like for me? Not necessarily what horrible suffering am I dealing with, just what is the decision that I'm sort of shying away from? What is the memory I don't want to dredge up once again? Maybe something got stirred over Thanksgiving or you're thinking about it with anticipation as Christmas comes on and that family situation is there. What is it that's looking you in the eye saying, don't go there. You've been defined by this all your life, so just try to ignore it. And where's the invitation to say no? Walk that way. But if you do walk that way, what it's going to require is bringing it out into the light, talking about it with someone you love, bringing it into prayer, and putting all these wonderful sacraments that we celebrate to use for us. So when they answered what we want, is confirmation and Eucharist. That is exactly the right answer, but it looks like something in the everydayness of life. Maybe you've misplaced your manual for the cross. Maybe it's on a shelf somewhere. Maybe you thought, why even look at it? You know, the warranty is probably passed years ago, like 2000. The warranty never wears out on this one. And let's enter into this process as we welcome our candidates here before the altar. So please come forward with your sponsors.